Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. A couple of announcements at the top here. You can catch me October 22nd at the Jacksonville Public Library as part of their comic and zine fest. You can catch both of us at the end of the month, October 28th through the 30th at Baltimore Comic Con. And you can catch Ed with Jeff Darrow at the Tokyo Comic Con, November 25th through the 27th. It is Kayfabe-tober month, and this is our drawing prompt list. We're about halfway through here. It's been fun seeing everybody's uh, drawings. Very talented audience that we have here at Cartoonist Kayfabe. So if you want to participate in these drawing prompts, be sure and tag us so that we can share your artwork with our fans and followers. And you can find this list on our social media, on our Instagram and Twitter. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comics that we make. Ed Piscor's Red Room Trigger Warnings and Red Room The Antisocial Network are both in print and available now wherever books and comics are sold. They're both self-contained and can be read in any order. So whichever volume you encounter first is the perfect place to start reading Red Room. Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness is my retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk. This is available in comic shops everywhere. And Hulk Grand Design, the collection, the Treasury Oversized Edition, will be out in early 2023. You can pre-order that one now. And you can find Street Angel, Deadly Squirrel Live, back in print from Image Comics. Eight complete full-color stories, perfect for this upcoming holiday season for any action comics fan in your life. Today, we are going to look at Xenon, the heavy metal warrior from Eclipse and Viz. This was the fourth manga title that these companies uh, joined together to publish after My the Psychic Girl, Area 88, and Kamui. Kamui. And uh, we have a video on those titles. So those first three titles were released to good response. And this is the follow-up that came out, I think, later in the same year. I believe it's 1987. And I think this is one of the cooler-looking ones sure. in that run of books. I love the way the covers look. I like the way they color this stuff. I brought a, a few of these from my collection to kind of show off. Um, this is a cyborg character and a high school student. By the way, issues two and three, Back Matter, Frederick Schott of Manga Manga fame. So some cool Back Matter in these, but I just love this approach. Like, they're so brightly colored, and it's like kind of, a, you know, hard action comics. So wise. Like, the people who brought manga here and created Viz and worked with Eclipse, it's they were very specific about the stuff that they brought here to kind of wet the whistle of the American audience. You know, this is brand new comics to us. The fucking Astro Boy comics that we had from like Dell were drawn by just American dudes based on a cartoon, you know? We did not have manga. So My the Psychic Girl, not too far from, from like an X-Men kind of thing. We like martial arts here. Bruce Lee was big. You get Kamui. Area 88, like uh, we already had Robotech and that stuff was coming out. So you get that. This thing Terminator-ish, but like high school student Terminator Yeah, that's comics, a good description. You know? And uh, you still got to give us the same format because we're used to a certain kind of comic. So you, you dole it out in these, you know, 24 or 32 page pieces. But, but then uh, because it's such a slight amount of story, like you put it out a little bit more frequently so that, so that we can... They, like I feel like they did things the right way. Yeah, I think that's a good description. And, and and I have comments on that, but I just wanted to point out the creator, Masomi Kanzaki, mm -hmm. uh, 21 whenever he makes his debut in 1985. So this is a pretty fresh comic, you know, 87, two years later that they're bringing it to an English audience. And, uh, you know, kind of describes it as favors fast-paced science fiction action tells. 
And I think the other note, because he's 21, the high school student part is a big part of this. That's what uh, the first back matter, you know, yeah. high school life in Japan talks about. Having a young creator, I think, is key to tapping into that kind of, sure. uh, you know, concerns and, and emotion. So so go to the back page again, because I saw on the front inside cover, um, the original editors and representatives are from a company called Shogakin. And when you're in Japan, like you, like we know Shueisha is Shonen. Like that's Shonen Jump, Shonen Weekly, all that stuff. And then uh, Kodansha is magazine, big magazine, weekly magazine, monthly magazine, young magazine. That's where Akira showed up in. And then the third, like the also ran publisher, it seems, is uh, Shogakin. And like so much of Arasawa comes out from Shogakin. And those are Sunday. You'll see, you'll see, you know, weekly Sunday, uh, colorful Sunday, monthly Sunday. You'll see... Uh, Young Sunday, and you'll see Shonen Sunday, which then you're like, okay, so who who is it? But the Sunday is Shugakin Magazine Kodansha, Shonen, uh, Shueisha. So for those playing at home, gotcha. And there's very little like Shugakin, like like uh, it's pretty cool to to get some of that. But but of course the biggest character would be uh, Doraemon, I think was a Shugakin comic. But it just it never worked here. It never translated. This is where I felt like you were pulling a rib on me because, you know, I'm going to Japan and stuff and you show me a fucking plane <laughs> crash like a month before I get out of here. Like, what are you doing to me, Jim? How dramatic is that, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's it's quite a quite a spread seeing that plane crash. And here's our uh, hero with a little hint of what we've got here. Yeah. Because this first issue, it's set up. It's a lot of setup. We're not going to get this guy's backstory. We're not going to learn too much about cyborgs here. But uh, we do get a little bit of a reveal in that title shot of what, yeah. what this heavy metal warrior looks like yeah. in all his glory. And certainly on the uh, front front cover and stuff. But like, dismiss all of that and you just start reading and it's set up beautifully. Yeah, so we're, we're in the aftermath of that plane crash. We're still trying to figure that out and you get some info from like a news broadcast. Yeah, as a homeless guy is, uh, is, is watching said broadcast. Yeah, did I skip a page? I don't no, think so. Yeah, there's where you see the, the group that's gathered around. And there's a big production about that homeless guy and how bad he smells. Right, yeah, sure. So there was something important on that on that plane beyond the black box. And uh, this was on there. Now, this is like, this is a classic manga shit where like the line art to this is different than everything else. So there's some nameless assistant who drew the most badass drawing in the whole thing. And it ain't our main guy, I don't think. That line art doesn't suggest... It's an awesome image. It's so good, but the line art is so different than the line art everywhere else, which lets me think that like some very inspired assistant did this. And when you see this, and when we go back to our homeless guy, you're like, oh, fuck, that's sick. Yeah. That's our dude. It's laying the uh, the seeds for what's to come. Because it's on the very next page. Like, there he is. Uh, I think in black and white line, the uh, artist always does a good job of selling you on a dark blue eye and a lighter, more translucent, like, reddish eye. Like, he never forgets that part. Uh, and I, and this goes to show you how you could do color value in black and white line. There's, that's that's instructive to somebody. I love the uh, the way we're basically repeating this image as we go into like kind of the flashback of that plane crash. Yeah. And they're recognizing him, man. Like they're like, oh, that's the little Tony from, from school. Right. A guy who had dropped out of school. Yeah. So disappeared for a little bit from the local scene. And now we're going to have our, uh, our Archie character and, and Veronica there 
recognize him as well as a couple of uh, toughs from the high school are going to find him in this issue. But he doesn't really know it. He, yeah. He's not sure who he is. So part of the mystery that's going to unfold. Bumps into her. This is when the recognition takes place. Walking through this crowd and the homeless guy bumps into the, the girl and causes a little bit of a hmm, stare down, if you will. And that's the moment of recognition. Look at that eye, dude. So good. I, th I find it interesting looking at manga the way certain things are repeated. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's part of how the reading experience can be done so quickly. Sure. I also look at the size of the screen tone that's used on this character. Yeah, totally. Pretty uh, bold. Also, if this is a very 80s manga aesthetic. And when you look at enough of this stuff, it's kind of cool how you can pick that apart and, and tell like, okay, this is like 80s style. This level of eyes, this sort of style of inking, incorporating these kind of elements, uh, or it's distinctly 80s. You know, Haritetsuo like fit, fits in there, um, but it's, it's very much of that post may cross you know dirty pair kind of aesthetic yeah now that you say that it makes me wonder like how they're picking you know i mean it's it's the, the people that are bringing this in are such gatekeepers in terms of what yeah. we're seeing and what we think you know the style tropes are um so wonder how deliberate it is yeah yeah because yeah. like and it's it's interesting to think about because there's got to be so much at play there's got to be money at, at play because to me the no-brainer would be you bring lone wolf and cub before kamui um, but first, first got that. When do they publish that? I think around the same time. Yeah, I think so too. So like you got to so do the also So a few people are, are vying for. Yeah, yeah, there's money being spent and, and like, but then that comes out and proves a hit. So like, what's the next be best thing you could do? Like that Kamui stuff from the late period looked kind of Kojima-ish, which is interesting to think about because if you look at the old Kamui comics with the simple line, like the stuff from Garo. Uh, Goseki Kojima did work on that as an assistant, but it's not his. It doesn't look like his hand. It looks cartoonish. That is interesting. I didn't. I had no idea about that. Yeah. Um, Story-wise, we've got these three boys. It's funny that these are boys, by the way, because if you told me this guy was forty, I'd be sure. like, Yeah, sure. The bullies always look like that too. They do, and they recognize him, and they've kind of followed him into this abandoned building where. They're going to get some kind of payback. They've been waiting for him. Yeah, because they're like, dude, you don't even got a starter jacket, dude. We got we to gotta fuck you up, man. You don't got the right Charlotte Hornets coat. And, and he plays the amnesia card, which uh, they don't quite buy. So they're going to just knock some sense into amnesia. Yeah, right. Dude, they have, like, clubs and stuff. Like, this is a pretty uh, pretty violent, serious threat they're, they're posing. Like, really trying to kill a dude. Yeah. Yeah, you see the two, like, right and left-hand goons who also could be 40. And that's the joke, because, like... Uh, it doesn't do much to our boy you know if that's he's just leaking oil yeah wayne truman on our lettering by the way did For a sure. lot of this early work yeah yeah closely associated with eclipse comics i have such a soft spot for this stuff it is of a certain time period and these would be comics that i would find like early indie comics like at a flea market so here's the interesting here's the fun thing dude you're calling a wayne truman like he i think he did most of the lettering on this old stuff and to this very day the viz aesthetic of lettering is copying wayne truman you know it's this it's this very big point size uh the spacing feels the same it's almost like they made a font of of wayne truman lettering i never thought about the size of the font but you're right about it being big and i think i like that part for reading helps yeah, my yeah. old eyes yeah and, and and surely it's because the character dimensions uh for manga like you know the kanji and stuff are big it's so interesting there's this uh 
like you know those like translucent rulers yeah uh, so uh at the manga at the edit editor's office there would be those things and it would be um show you the different point sizes for typography and it would just be squares so there would be different yeah. numbers and then they would hold that over top of the various balloons and the squares were equally spaced because all the characters would fit into that. So if you notice, sometimes there will be big lettering and smaller lettering. Uh, that's something that they have to navigate on a panel-by-panel panel basis. And it takes up a lot of real estate. So, uh, you know, you gotta might as well get some big lettering in there to, to fill that space. But ever since Dave Sim came out and really allowed so much room with his dialogue bubbles, like, that's the move. I think so, too. I think it makes for an attractive page. And check it out, man. Our first hint of the uh, cyborg underneath underneath our boy with that weird metallic eye. Yeah. A little aperture, man. A little sphincter eye. And before we can have our bad guy leader take his shot, the girl from the crowd earlier shows up uh, begging for mercy. Love the white zips on the smoke there. Yeah, that's to a nice create a, for, a foreground element in front of our guy. Uh, very interesting. Like when you see stuff like this, once again, it's another hand. You know, this isn't our main cartoonist guy. This is some other dude putting putting hands on the page, and that's manga. That's the that's the biz. Some exposure of our heavy metal warrior. A couple of fingers that have been, I guess, scun up to to reveal the robot underneath. Totally in shock. You know, sells it hard. Looks good. Looks, uh, yeah, I, I feel like this is a cool-looking title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reading so much of this stuff, too, like, it uh, it did whatever it did. It's a more meager comic in terms of page count. I think 24 issues tells the tale, which is very slight compared to, to like, most manga. And uh, I think it's cool. It's not a, It's not a hit, like... When you read Dragon Ball, like you see the pieces that make it feel like a hit. When you read Akira, you f it's like, okay, this is a hit. Uh, this is very cool, but you could also see the parts where it's like, tweak tw tweak some knobs to like get it there, because it ain't quite, but you know, it's fine, it's cool. Look at this effect of putting your screen tone down with a little bit of an aura around characters. Yeah. That's a convention that I've seen quite a bit, mm -hmm. and it's kind of peculiar you i think know, it's like, a little filmic like you would see uh an old cathode like video you would see a kind of like on rim lighting like you would see like a yeah. sheen you know like that would emit almost like a halo and we're setting up the uh you know what basically a fight you know this is working an angle here we've called in number 204 which is a little bit confusing because the plane that crashed is number 204 right but 204 is some sort of agent and uh he is here to presumably collect xenon and what's interesting is I think it ends here. Like if it if it was a um, serialized originally, mm -hmm. I feel like it ends there because you don't get the wash on a page twenty five. You know what comic. I was wondering that like reading this how these broke because it seems like a chapter would be an issue. Yeah, but it just never works. A chapter is like fifteen seventeen pages, so you got to give a little more, or double it up, or or cut cut one in half. I also think this idea of this main character not knowing who he is is a very young 
adult kind of concept. Sure. You know, a, a kid in high school trying to figure out who they are, right? You're breaking free of whatever your parents' influence is. You've got your friends. You're trying to identify yourself through whatever, fashion, music, things like that, what you like. And I feel like that's in here. And maybe it doesn't hit, but I can see, like, an idea of how that would work for an audience that is mostly probably teenagers. Yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, considered a seinen manga, which is which is that, that age group of, you know, adolescents, for sure. I wonder if there's a good history on these uh, early English mangas. Because uh, it, it does feel... I wonder about what they're picking and why and what yeah, their strategies are and what actually hits. You know, I'm sure there were some surprises along the way and a very strange thing to anticipate. Like, of course, you want everything to be successful, but you're selling this to a whole different audience. So yeah. it's hard to anticipate what's actually going to connect. And some of it, like, like, like I bet Ramna was a surprise hit because, I mean, they they kept that one up for a long time and a lot of people speak on that. Yeah, um, and talk about, like, what's the American counter book to Ranma. Right. Like, I don't know that it's there is explain, one, you know, like yeah. you mentioned Terminator, like you can see some stuff for a Xenon, uh, even like my, the psychic girl feels like there's a, there's an X-Men connection there to be had or a superhero sure. connection, but Ranma is a tougher one to, to figure out. And then, and then the ones that you think are no brainers, you know, fist of the North star. Yeah. Uh, it's only now that I think we'll actually get to see the completion of fist of the North star after 35 years of trying of two, three, four different um, formats, you know? Like, I was grabbing those Raijin comics whenever they were serializing it on yeah. a weekly and, and doing the color versions. Like, uh, it's only now that I think that we have a good shot to actually get to read Fist of the North Star and anything but a scanlation. But they tried. But you think about it, it should work. Right. That would have been a no-brainer for me. Yeah. Um, maybe goes to show what I know, which, again, makes me wonder, like, and obviously, Viz figured it out, you yeah. know, biggest publisher in, in the States for comics, but uh, took took him some, probably some trial and error to get there. Yeah, for sure. And I want to give shouts to the, the president of Viz who let me get that uh, tour of Shueisha. I would like to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that would be awesome. Uh, Jimmy, if you're good to go, I'm good to go. Yep. K-Favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, tell the people what's out there, man. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl, back in print after almost a year from Image Comics. Pick that one up. Eight complete full-color stories. Hulk, Grand Design, Monster Madness, a retelling of the Incredible Hulk. These are the comic book versions of that story. There'll be a collected treasury-sized edition out in early 2023 with about 40 extra pages, all the covers, some behind-the-scene art, uh, you want to have that one on your shelf. It'll look nice to the other grand designs. So pre-order that one today to let Marvel know how many to order. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see a lot more of my comics and art. Red Room Trigger Warnings, the Anti-Social Network, uh, trade paperbacks in stores uh, today. You can get your hands on these right now. They're each uh, self-contained. Each contained four issues of comics and each have more than 70 pages of extra material uh, within those uh, two covers. So if you see one of these, scoop it up, give it a shot. If you dig it, grab the other one. I'm also serializing new Red Room comics on my Patreon. Uh, as we speak, every Tuesday, new pages go up there. Three bucks for the archive uh, on the Patreon. It comes out to, at this point, I think less than a penny a page of uh, Red Room comics. Hit up my link tree in the description below this video. You'll be able to get to all of those destinations. Jimmy, what else do we have out there? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, all kinds of good stuff at our spread shop in the links below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more manga.